You're listening to Were You Still Talking? You know, this might be the beginning of the podcast. We'll see. Nah, yeah. I'll start it here. <laughs> okay. All right, thanks. Welcome back to the podcast. Today on my show, I have Eric Veach. And Eric is an audio engineer, one of the few audio engineers I know who went to school for it and uh, worked in the industry for a long, long time. Now has his own production, mastering, recording, mixing what, what other kinds of things do you do, Eric? Editing is a big one. Oh, editing. Yeah, that yeah. thing I hate. Yeah. The reason I'm trying to do these podcasts <laughs> as live as possible. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what else? I mean, you do more than that. I'm forgetting something. Well, yeah, there's audio for video. I mean, anything that's sound related, you know, restoration work, things like that. All you do that voiceovers. Stuff. You've even helped people with podcasts. Mm. Uh, yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I have actually quite a bit. So and audiobooks. Audiobooks, that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's something that seems like just very labor intensive. Right. And to clarify, I did not go to school for this, but my schooling was very closely related and I have some credentials in, in this field. Oh, okay. But it was not my original school. Yeah. We want to be on it's all about honesty. It's all about but, honesty. Yeah. Transparency. That's Transparency and honesty. That's why we're not talking politics on this show. That's right. <laughs> we don't want to have to have that recorded. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> uh, that's a yeah. That's a discussion for a different podcast. That's uh, right, or something that can easily be erased and won't be out there forever. Oh, and there ever, you so go. Having said, yeah. we said this. I have it. I can see it. You said this. <laughs> so, so let me uh, tell you. I'm going to tell our audience. I am actually using a. AKG D112 today, just to see, just to see what it sounds like, because I'm trying to uh, encourage people to use whatever the mic they have, or not to spend a, a ton of money on mics, and um, the total opposite side of that would be the equipment you're using today. So, what do you got set up? Okay, so I'm talking to you through my 10-year-old cell phone, <laughs> just to give an idea of what old cheap sounds like. And then I have a Shure SM58, a standard of performance, you know, every frat band, every, you know, live beginning performer and, and even experienced veterans use this, the SM58. It's a dynamic mic. I just have it going into a preamp. Nothing special. I was going to hook up my blue Kiwi mic, which is like my $2,500 studio mic, but I was like, you know, no... No one in their right mind is ever going to use a mic like that for a podcast. So instead, what I did is I grabbed a blue baby bottle. I like blue uh, as a company. Their mics, I, I feel, are really good. So I grabbed the baby bottle, which is the one that actually we use for professional voiceover work. So I thought that was the closest to like, well, here's what can be used you know, in a pro studio for professional voiceover work. This is the microphone. And I do have that going through a, a preamp with some compression and EQ and and some things like that. And I'm recording them all at the same time. So you'll be able to hear all the different sounds from, you know, cheap-ass cell phone to kind of the standard, like anybody and everybody who does any kind of live performance has this microphone to here's what a professional voiceover microphone it might be. Yeah, and actually, to be honest, a cheap-ass cell phone doesn't sound a lot different than any other cell phone because... 
Yeah, no, I'm sure. Because yeah. there's... I, I, that's a bandwidth thing. There's just, they limit right. what goes through. And so, you know, every cell phone kind of has that same bandwidth available. Well, and it seems like they work on everything except the sound of the cell phone um, with technology yeah. now. Yeah. So they sound the same. <laughs> so I probably won't, I, I probably won't even bother comparing a lot of that audio. Um, but let's see, let's have you talk near in the proximity of one of those mics. We'll start with the, it was an SM58, right? Yep. Start with the SM58. And um, you had told me before that you had some involvement with helping someone with another podcast. So what, um, right. actually, even before that, um, have you ever wanted to have a podcast? Have you thought about it? Um, people have talked to me about doing it before. And, you know, there's aspects of it that sound great. Um, on the other hand, it's a lot of fun to listen to other people doing it. <laughs> so I've kind of found more enjoyment in in experiencing other people's, you know, exploration of podcasts. So, uh, not so much for me. I decided I'm gonna let other people do it. Um, interesting helping some people out, uh, particularly someone I know really well, helping them start a podcast. And you had mentioned to me previously that, you know, you were kind of motivated to do this when you heard some other podcasters say, anyone can do this. And yeah, said, this oh, is my, well, let's, this is my attempt to prove it one way or the other. And so we right, don't, right. And I think that's great. Yeah. So you we and I talked about yet. it being like the, this is the myth busters of podcasting. We'll exactly. see whether or not the, yeah, this is I the myth busters. Yeah. Can any, any moron do a podcast <laughs> as, as Joe Rogan and uh, Kevin Smith claim or, right. Yeah. The bigger question is, could I get Joe Rogan or Kevin Smith on my podcast or right. in fact, how many podcasts do I have to do to get Kevin Smith on? That's yeah. Right. <laughs> So those, that's the other angle of it is like, you know, there's the, can you do it with the technology? Can you do it with the sound? And do you have anything worth saying? And if so, can you get people to listen to it? Right. That's all that. Yeah. So those I'm, are all the I'm factors. A, and that's kind of what, that's what I'm curious about because my, one of my things was, well, almost everyone has something worth saying. What I'm finding out, kind of thinking about, well, who do I want to have as a guest on the show? And something I have been stumbling upon is... Oh, well, that person might be great. And then I think about it and I go, well, no, they're not a very good talker. They may not right. be that interesting to others. So that's why I'm seeking out people like yourself, who I know we've talked for hours in the past and solved all the world's problems. Right. <laughs> I guess we have to do it again. Just <laughs> <laughs> start all over again, we'll solving all, all the world's problems. Again. We've already done this. <laughs> that's right. But we're so, just, yeah. I, yeah, you know, one of the things I, I think is very interesting, and you were asking, like, what were some of the things you found out helping someone else with a podcast? And, you know, obviously, my thing where I'm going to be the most help is as far as the audio part of it, because I'm an audio engineer. So there's, you know, of course, who who am I to say what you should talk about and how to market and how to make it big? I mean, I, I don't, I'm not anything necessarily good about that, other than that I own a business, so I know about general marketing kinds of stuff. Okay. But... Well, and um, it's more about what is, what is interesting to you. I mean, I'm kind of asking all my guests, um, you know, what do you like to listen to? What kind of poly podcast, podcasts? <laughs> Maybe I could start a different poly podcast and coin a new phrase, polycasts, and just talk about politics. Like, so, well, anyhow, yeah, what, what's interesting yeah. to you to listen to? Well, you know, I really enjoy listening to Russell Brand's podcasts, and I think the reason is because... Um, 
I mean, he's he's a great comedian and stuff like that, but he doesn't make it about his comedy. You know, you just know he'll throw some funny stuff in there because that's how he is. But he actually says, hmm, what am I interested in finding out about that I want to make sure other people also hear about? And then he he legitimately listens to what they have to say, even if it's a slightly different than you could tell the, the mindset he went into the conversation with. And so I, I've really enjoyed that. It's kind of, you know, mind opening that way. And you kind of start to feel yourself that same way. Like, let me just listen to what these people say and how they say it. And there's some interesting factors and maybe I don't a hundred percent agree, but let me hear why they think what they think, you know, the same way he's doing. And, and that's a really wonderful thing. I think it's a good practice for us all to do anyways. And it's a wonderful thing to learn all that kind of stuff from that mindset of, you know, let me get more information about my world and the universe I live in and how we all are, it, it enriches me to do so. And I really appreciated listening to those. So things like that are, are meaningful to me. He's, yeah, he was one of my motivators of starting this because his idea, actually Joe Rogan told him to start a podcast because he has so many positive ideas and he's on a quest of, you know, personal growth and spirituality and seems you know like the le even he says he seems like the last person in the world to be on this particular path because of his past because of being a um an admitted egocentric and addict in the past and not only addicted to substances but also to his own ego and to fame and to all these right. different things so it is really interesting to hear it from his point of view I think that he's cheating and because he's so famous and can easily get any guest he wants. Right. Yeah, so it's hard to say anybody can do this. <laughs> it's like it's, well, it's a little it's yeah. a little difficult. That's why I'm going I'm going to see. Yes. Anyone can own a Lamborghini. <laughs> it's true anyone can. Anyone can if you can buy it. That's right. Yes. Well, because of my incredible, interesting guests, famous or not, it's gonna it's gonna be a huge success. Huge. Right. I also am wondering if I should start talking in Russell Brand's accent. Do you think that would help? Of course. Having an accent always helps everything. I think that's, you know, marketing one oh one. That it probably is marketing one oh one. If I could only talk like Russell Brand, my podcast would be amazing. Or you go somewhere where your accent is exotic, and you start a podcast there. That's the other way to do it. Oh, like Canada? <laughs> like Canada, we have this exotic <laughs> Pacific Northwest accent in the U.S. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, have you now? We will switch and and hear what the um, which blue microphone are you using? It's a baby bottle. It's a baby it's bottle. Now, baby. the, the SM57, yeah, no. I know, street price is about $100. If you want to use yeah, one, yeah. it's about $98. And um, right. what's the blue bottle go for? The, the baby bottle, I'm you sorry. can find anywhere from about, from about $350 to $500, kind of depending on accessories you get with it. This is the oh, okay. kind of the, the simplified model out of their bottle rocket. Um, microphone, which was kind of their flagship microphone for many, many years, and which is a very expensive, very adjustable microphone. And this is kind of a, oh, very much like a warm, middle range, full sounding um, voice microphone that kind of says, well, let's take those aspects out of the, the bottle rocket and just put them into this one we call the baby bottle. And it works wonderfully for 
uh, voiceover stuff, narration, things like that. So, um, and, and still, still very much in the reasonably, reasonably priced microphone range. Um, um, if people are new to podcasting and new to audio technical, technical stuff they're they're probably not going to know that, you know, spending a thousand dollars and up is extremely easy when you're buying a microphone. But, That's right. Uh, but as you're saying, totally unnecessary for a podcast. Totally unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. And I know Blue actually also makes a, a really good USB mic now. Do you know anything about that mic? They make a couple. Um, well, years ago, they had one called a Snowball, which was a little USB mic. And it was so-so, but I think they have a newer one now that I don't know as much about that I've heard good things about. And, and it's a great mic. And, you know, like I said, I was going to hook up my $2,500 mic, but it just felt like it was kind of just ridiculous. And, and, you know, I would even propose, and it'll be interesting to hear that getting started with a podcast, you can even just do something simple like an SM58 or in that ballpark range. And that it's not until you get to a point where you really feel like, oh, I, I need to have that extra little bump up to the next, to that top step that you even need to think about spending even $500. Yeah, and I grow. I agree a hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I, I started with my um, two hundred dollar condenser microphones, large format condenser microphones, which sound a good deal better than what I'm talking into. But I don't think anyone's going to notice that listening to a podcast because right. you know our voices are just so deep and rich and entertaining that it won't matter that much what mic we're talking well, into. Right. And you, and you think about it, why do we get those microphones? Well, we get those microphones because they pick up so much of the audio spectrum, meaning all those real crispy highs and all the super deep lows. And guess what the first thing we do if we're audio engineers with a recording that we wanted to use for just speaking like this, <laughs> we take a recording like that that's done through one of those microphones. And the very first thing we do is roll off the highs and all the lows because we don't want that extra noise, which has nothing to do with a nice, clean level of speech. So you just spend thousands of dollars on a microphone to give it to your audio engineer to have them cut off everything you just spent thousands of dollars for <laughs> as, a, as a matter of course. Exactly. So me, it's, that, it's why I thought that this kick drum mic would actually make a really good vocal mic because it's in the range of what you're looking for. I mean, I might roll right. off a little low end, but the low end is really rich. So it, mm. uh, it's probably going to sound pretty cool. I mean, I, I hear it in my headphones, it sounds cool. And it doesn't need phantom power, but that doesn't matter. Um, well, see, one of the things I'm curious to know, um, hearing this back now, because I'm not listening through headphones, I'm just speaking, you know, like, like if, if I was doing some narration or having a, a voice talent do narration, they would be wearing headphones that could hear themselves and kind of listen for mouth noise and things like that but there's like a torrential windstorm going on right on the other side of this wall right here and i mean it's loud and uh, i'm curious to see how much of that is coming through in these various uh microphones it's uh oh I'm, interesting I'm, wow i can't i can't tell because i don't have it i don't have it headphones on i'm just hearing it because i'm i'm near the wall um but I'm, I'd be interested to know after the fact, you know, when this is all said and done and we're listening back, you know, can you hear any of that through any of these microphones? So wait, wait a minute. You're telling me you're, you're speaking with your microphones and no headphones on. Have you no ego? <laughs> well, the, the real reason for that is because I'm also using a phone 
and I'm using this old phone, which doesn't even have Bluetooth. So I actually am holding the phone to my head like an old-fashioned idiot. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's funny because I have headphones on because I have you on the phone. So in order to hear you with the phone recording, I have to wear the headphones. Right, right. But yeah. I would but anyway in this case, because I, podcasting's new and I really am enjoying it. <laughs> Listening to it through the headphones. I am really amused, though, when I see people um, like a Russell Brand or Joe Rogan, several other people. They're doing these live podcasts on YouTube, and it's even crazier because they're on YouTube, and them and their guest has headphones on. And I just am thinking, you know, and they have an engineer. So I'm like, you have an engineer. You're on video, why do you have those silly things on your head? Headphones. What the? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, when, when I'm recording professional voice talent, I will actually ask them once they kind of get into the, the rhythm to remove their headphones. Um, because actually, uh, headphones do a couple things. Um, one, um, you're going to change the way you talk because you're hearing yourself through them. You don't talk the same way. It's not quite as natural. And two, most headphones, unless they're really tiny little earbuds or something, actually push on your jaw a little bit. And so you're actually constraining your ability to talk a little by wearing those for a long time and um, actually making your jaw more tired during wearing headphones. That is really interesting. And, And it totally makes sense. And it especially makes sense for a guest on a podcast. Um, but it actually reinforces me wearing headphones because I want my voice to sound a little bit different. I want to, you know, change it a little bit. I don't want people to know who I actually am. This, you know, I'm the host. This is about sounding radio-like and smooth. Right. (laughs) Well, but if you have an engineer to do that for you, then you don't need to worry about it because they'll do that kind of effects and EQ and stuff and compression. True. So that's what I'm hoping for one day. Yeah, if right. I if I grow enough, if I get past um, ten shows, maybe I can start thinking that way. Okay, a thousand shows. Um, <laughs> darn it! I had a question in my head for you, and it went right out of my brain. Oh my gosh, what was I going to ask? Well, I'll ask a, uh, some of my standard. Oh yeah, I know what it was. I was I was thinking about time because we're already um, almost twenty minutes in, which is so cool. It's so. So easy to uh, to have a conversation with uh, someone who you know well. Um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. I'm interested to when I'm doing more people that I don't really know. And we talked a little bit about in our pre-podcast interview. We talked a little bit about length of podcast, and you were saying you really prefer a, a shorter one as opposed to longer formats. So. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So, and some of it may just be individual attention span or whatever, but I find the closer you get to an hour or longer, the more likely life situation is going to interfere. And you might be right in the middle of a very interesting part of a podcast and now you have to put it on pause. You know, I mean, that's, um, and particularly if it's in the middle of somebody making a really interesting point that might have taken a while to get to, you know. And suddenly it stopped. Like, you know, I'm leading up to the punchline of a joke and now you have to pause it because something happens. I mean, the longer things go on, the more likely you're going to have an interruption. 
And now suddenly you have to pause right at the punchline of a joke or something like that and come back to it. And of course, it doesn't have the same impact when you come back. That isn't guaranteed. I mean, maybe sometimes pausing and come back is a good thing. But I find that if you keep it under an hour and the more you keep it under an hour, personally, I think, the less likely you're going to have interruptions. And some of this is from personal experience. You know, I'm like listening to something and I know I can get 30 minutes in. But if it's more than 30 minutes, I start risking somebody's going to interrupt me or I'm going to get a call or I'm going to get this or that, you know, I'm listening and I'm on the road and I go out of cell phone service and suddenly I'm, I don't have the connection or I go out of Wi-Fi or whatever, you know, no longer have the signal that I can, I can be listening. And so that's my, my angle on that is that keep it shorter so that you can finish up and make a point and keep your audience. And if you've got more to say, invite your guests back. Hey, it gives you more episodes. And like you said, you got to do like a thousand to get big. So you need to have your guests come back a few times. Uh, it's interesting. It's interesting points um, because I'm finding kind of the opposite with a lot of audiences. It seems like people are starting, which is surprising to me. People are, are listening to more and more longer format shows. Um, and it, mm. yeah, it does surprise me because I was thinking 30 minutes, that'll be a good, good length of time. And it is a good length of time. It's, you know, a lot of them. Uh, might end up that way, but in, if I go over, I'm not going to worry about it too much because I really yeah. think there's an audience out there that wants to listen longer. And someone like myself, who has such a short attention span, I always come back and listen later. But I sort of appreciate that. You know, there I get sidetracked. I have to do other stuff. I get a phone call, but I'm okay with. Oh yeah, I still got this thing to listen to. Cool. I've I've, I've got like another another uh, half hour of Russell Brand with whoever it is he's talking to. Um, right. Yeah. And well, like I said, that is just from my personal experience, you know, I, that's where I was coming from with it. And, you know, I would, I absolutely suggest if your audience goes a particular way, whatever way that is, that's the way you go. Right. Cause that's, that's another marketing one oh one. <laughs> follow your audience, right? They're going this, they want longer and you go longer. Right, right. And that whole marketing thing, one day I'll have to start thinking about that. Um, my my first goal is um, uh, content. That's the word, content, because I've also seen that from a few people, is don't worry about a lot of other things. And this is for people who are listening to this with a mind of maybe I'll start my own podcast. Don't worry about too much besides making podcasts and then getting them out there and getting it out there is a whole nother step that I'm not going to go into because there's plenty of YouTube videos about that and it's really boring, but there's a lot more work than I thought um, for putting them up. There won't be yeah. now that I've done it. Now that I've done it, it won't be a big deal, but to, to do it the first time takes a little while. And another person I talked to that just started a podcast was saying the same thing. There are some hoops to jump yeah. through. Great thing is once you jump through them, it's all there. And you, you know, this episode, I'll just say, you know, this is, uh, some guy talking about mics and boom, it'll be up. Right. Right. And, and isn't that true about everything though? You know, the first time you're doing it's daunting and you don't know all the things that you don't know that you're supposed to know. And then you start to find that stuff out through. I thought we weren't talking about sex on this podcast. But yes, it's true about everything. <laughs> right. So let me. <laughs> Innuendos aside, it's still true. <laughs> the, that whole uh, paragraph sounded like you might have been. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so let me just uh, throw out a few of these questions, and then we'll we'll do a wrap up because I'm almost there. Um, okay. I asked you about if you yeah some of these I've asked you. Do you like turtles? Do I like turtles? I love turtles. They're so cool. Actually, there's a lake near here that I have a couple different kinds of turtles, some native ones and some non-native ones. And they've done a, it's really interesting to kind of see them and they try to count them. And then every year they try to take out some of the non-native ones and have people adopt them and uh, keep the, the populations even. So I have, I have interest in turtles to that level. That's great. Do we have a, a ponds here that have native turtles and turtles who have uh, what do they call them? Um, I have a nasty name for them. Um, Is it invasive? They say invasive, invasive species. They have invasive okay, yeah, species yeah. turtles, but they have kind of given up on them because they've there's more invasive species now than the than the native. And I think they're both cute. So what's it? What's the yeah. diff? Um, yeah. I notice you ha- don't do a lot of social media. At least I don't see it. Um, <laughs> do you uh, do you see any good side to social media? I'm always looking for the yes, yes. Absolutely. Having said that, um, I'm still working on putting up my MySpace page. <laughs> That's <laughs> now. Now, for our I'm younger, ho- I'm viewers, hoping in about five years viewers. to have my MySpace page finished and launched. <laughs> for our for our younger listeners, you want to explain that? <laughs> MySpace was one of the very first social media platforms, which later found rebirth as sort of a musician's collective area, and now is basically garbage. <laughs> Basically garbage and owned by some singer, dancer, golfer guy. Right, right. And and they made a real effort to bring it back as kind of the musician's social media hangout. They, they did, it was a good effort, but it... It it, it, it was an effort. I, do, I, yeah, I, I have a LinkedIn page. That's probably my social media thing. I actually read through people's LinkedIn stuff every once in a while. I, got, I follow a few people. I actually see the stuff they send kind of professional level as that as far as that goes that's kind of where i use social media i do not have a facebook page i keep thinking about getting one and then my teenage daughter makes comments like it's the old people's hangout (laughs) and stuff like that which makes me not so inclined to do it (laughs) that's really funny that's why i'm on there i'll admit it i'm an old people that's right (laughs) it's funny because i i keep hearing that from it's actually people really young like your daughter's age and then a few years older than that they all seem to be on facebook and the the funniest thing i see is all the posts about how they're leaving facebook but then you see them there a week later Um, you do you do have a crazy daisy page yes i have a business facebook and twitter account um and i will take a look and see if if clients have posted there or whatever sometimes um so yeah, li- LinkedIn is the one. Well, there that is I... an interesting thing I hadn't see. This is exactly what I'm talking about. I, I just got a phone call <laughs> while we're on our podcast, and I don't know if it's cutting into my audio there. Oh, so I, that... I well, it doesn't matter because we're going to use your microphones, <laughs> right? But what 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 time point are we at? How how many minutes? Oh, are we, we could I can do a wrap up now. No, 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 no. I'm 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 serious. I'm actually kind of curious what oh, time my... we're at. Just as you asked that, my computer went to sleep. Um, we're at thirty-one thirty-nine, and we had about f- almost five minutes of talking before the actual start. So we're at about twenty-five. See, so so this so this for my world is is a perfect example. Actually, literally perfect. I couldn't have asked for a better example of why I can't get through <laughs> more than thirty minutes of a podcast. Is exactly this. Like, 
every 20 to 30 minutes, I get a phone call that, you know, something eventually interrupts to the point where I have to stop. And like you said, it's okay sometimes to go away. But for me, I, it kind of pulls me out of it. And then I have to kind of feel like getting back into it again. So just as a side note, that was right there at that, that, that time point. So that was kind of interesting. Oh yeah. Makes sense. It all makes sense. You know, my main reason for wanting to do longer podcasts is then it's less work. That's right. You put up one and you've done. I'm not, I'm not really a workaholic. I might be the opposite. So it's, uh, yeah, if I put up one that's an hour long, then it's less work than putting up two that are half hour, believe it or not. You have to type a lot more. And eventually I, I hope to be really getting more descriptive in my descriptions, you know, putting up more stuff. Because I, right. I like that in podcasts when they have a lot. They tell you a lot about it. Um, other side of it is uh, there are some podcasts that say almost nothing, and I, uh, I'm okay with it. So I guess it's it's half dozen of one, ten of the other. Um, so another question I had, are pedestrians and bicyclists as uh, stupid down there as they are up here? Um. They're not too bad here, but on the other hand, you know, I'm now in California and there are far more cars than pedestrians and bicyclists. So they, well, except for maybe in the Bay Area, but right here, you know, cars kind of rule. So uh, pedestrians and bicyclists watch out more. I, you know, yeah, previous, prior to this, you know, I was in Portland where. Oh, you were in Portland. That's bicyclists a different. think they, they think the bicyclists think they own the road and that, you know, they'll allow cars to join them. Right, so but in all honesty, there are far more cars than bicycles. Yeah. That's what they don't seem yes. to realize. When I lived yeah. in Southern California, a pedestrian or bicyclist would really not think of stepping out in front of you. Right. Wasn't yes. a, wasn't an option. It wasn't. Anyway, right. and so you're living in uh, the um, Central Coast area. Central Coast, that's right, yeah. Right. So what do you, so, like, what's the closest city to you? San Luis Obispo, where Cal Poly University is. is oh, yeah, okay. would know. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've been there. That's a really nice area. Really nice oh, area. I love it here, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here's my, here's my very brief 20-second rant about bicycles is if you're going to ride against traffic, be on the sidewalk. If you're going to ride in the bike lane... That means you're on the street. You need to follow the same rules as the cars. Go with traffic. There we go. Yeah, that that's something that is a pet peeve of mine. Even though, you know, I love riding my bike. And um, I rode almost every day before my back gave out on me. And uh, I just, yeah, it really, especially, it's just as bad when you're on a bike. If a bike cyclist is in the bike lane going the wrong way. The wrong way. I guess they And they don't. think that I'm on a bike, I can just go whichever way I want. And it's like, uh, yeah, if no. you're going to go whichever way you want, get no. off the road, go on the sidewalk. There's rules well, that for too. the road. Yeah, you can go whatever way you want, just not on the street. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Yes. Just exactly. not on the street. Anyway. So, you know, enough. I, go I, ahead. Did, I did want to make one comment related to audio. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to... to Bust in with my own. Of course, you can. Yes, TV. you can talk about okay. whatever you want. That makes it easier for me. Right. So you know, in addition to being an audio engineer, one of the things that's a little more unique about me is I actually have an acoustical engineering background as well, which means that I've dealt with sound and noise issues in the air, 
you know, airborne sound and things like that, not just electronics and recording, but what, what does it sound like in the space that, it, that the sound has been created? And, um, interestingly enough, some people may be curious to hear others may think, Oh, well, that's, of course. Um, in my experience, the sound of the room in the space is actually of greater importance than the microphone and electronics you're using. In fact, I've helped an, a number of people with recording and podcasting who have through a process discovered this, that, you know, all the money they were spending on expensive mixers and, uh, cables and, and microphones was far less difference in the sound than a few acoustic panels put up and a readjustment of where they're sitting in their space. And that's, a, I mean, that's something that you and I see, um, um, to be uh, to be honest, I've worked for Eric um, years ago, not that many years ago, um, and we've done quite a few projects from people over the internet, and I, I still notice um, there's a a lot of people, a lot of audiophiles are really into tape, which I which I am too. Tape is nice, but it's very expensive, and they talk about you know the digital sound or these different things or using really expensive mics, and I completely agree. If you're in a nice studio space, especially a design recording studio, right. uh, that makes the biggest difference. That's what's going to make a huge amount of difference. Some of the most famous records of all time um, do not have great microphones or have very few. And they sound amazing because of where they were recorded more than anything right. else. Right, right. That's exactly right. And, uh, and that's the thing is that people think, I think initially when they think of going to these great studios, they think, oh, it's a nice space because it's big and it's comfortable. And look, they have these expensive microphones. But really take a look at that space a little more critically and you'll find out that it's set up really well. The walls are wood or they're, you know, kind of got some different levels to it and interesting angles and where you're in the room compared to how the, you know, ceiling slopes and where they put that rug in the middle and what's on the walls and all that kind of stuff. Um it's all well planned out and that has a huge impact. Similarly in your podcasting space, the room you're in, you set it up well. Um, I think a hundred dollar mic in a really well set up room is going to sound brilliant. Well, and I'm actually finding that a hundred dollar mic almost anywhere is okay. If you're have a little bit of a tweaking ability because I'm, I'm listening to podcasts, some of the most successful podcasts out there, they're, just um, they find people wherever they can at times and just grab them and go in a room and record. And so, right. you know, as long as you're paying a little bit of attention to uh, getting them on, getting their their voice recorded well, uh, the space doesn't seem to make a huge difference. It makes a difference to people like myself, but I, I think to the, the large public, it won't matter as much. Now, I mean... Being in a in a um, renovated castle like I am, and and having the the luxury of the uh, million dollar studio space, that that's um, <laughs> just not needed. That's right. <laughs> I, I've been to your renovated castle. <laughs> I remember having to inch my way around the coffee table to get into the. <laughs> <laughs> We have a different different memory of that castle. <laughs> what? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> I 
All right. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, and I it's think... true. But I, I just think that you know, if people are comparing, they're saying, "Well, what? Which one sounds better?" When they say this one sounds better, and at the end of the day, they'll probably find that it was the space had a lot to do with made it made it sound better. Now, did it need to sound better or not? Maybe is a different question. Uh, true. That's true. Yeah. If you're really looking critically at what sounds good, I mean, I sure notice when I see that. Uh, I know something's recorded in a studio. There's a new podcast out called Blackout. That's one of the first podcasts that they're actually making a point of uh, making it sound good, and it it's mm. it's a story. It's a radio play with um, Rami Malek. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Who did the the um, Freddie Mercury movie? The Queen oh, right. Movie. Right. I was actually thinking of his TV series before that, but yeah, played Freddie Robot, Mister Robot. I think it was Mister Robot. Yeah, I didn't watch, it, but yeah, I no, that. yeah, brilliant, brilliant show. Um, but they're, that podcast, they're recording really well and they're using really cool sound effects and really doing what they did in the early days of radio when they had radio plays. And it's, it's fun to listen to. It's a lot of fun to listen to. Right. So check You know what they out. did in a lot of those, a lot of those early radio ones is, um, they would put the microphone away from everything which is the same thing as doing good acoustics because if there's no reflection that gets picked up by the microphone, that's the same as having a bunch of acoustic panels and, you know, set up your wall with all this kind of special stuff. <laughs> so in a lot of those places they had a, you know, a stage somewhere with everything all way away from where they were recording it. I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, that is interesting. And they were also, it's not, yeah, they are also using actors who projected and, you know, were theater actors. So, Right. They weren't worried about so, picking up anything. It was going to be there. Yeah, I know. Because mm. you listen to some of those, you're like, how can these old radio recordings be as good as they are? <laughs> we have this great stuff these days. It doesn't even sound as good as that sometimes. I mean, you know, to an extent, obviously. To an extent. But, you, but know, it, you know, in reality, they were using some pretty nice stuff. They, and you know, they knew how to project, like you said. So they didn't yeah. have to crank the gain on a microphone and pick up the noise from everything. And they also knew that if you put it away... So it was, it was away from everything else that could possibly cause any kind of interference or reflection. They kind of figured that out, you know, acoustic absorbing materials, you know, well, they knew some about that obviously because they had theaters and things like that. But, but, um, you know, that kind of stuff came later on with development of foam and fiber. Right. But well, and they were, they were also a lot moving of Moving it away from the walls. Were, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. They were also a lot of times making their own microphones and preamps and boards and, you know, they had some pretty pretty nice stuff. Yeah. Well, they knew what they were they doing. They, they knew what they were doing. Buy, buy it off the shelf. They, they knew what they were doing, yeah. They knew their stuff. Ooh. All right. And with that, going back 400 years to the early days of radio, I'm going to wrap this up because we're over 30 minutes. And I know my <laughs> guest does not, <laughs> not, want, not want anyone to be distracted. Uh, from listening to the end of the podcast. So you've been listening to Were You Still Talking? with Joel Albrecht and my special guest, Eric Veach. And I hope you come back real soon. Be kind to one another.